Good evening and welcome to our midweek lifeline here at Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. I am so glad to be able to be online with you this evening on our new website. I pray that you have found us. It'll be a little different for us on Wednesday night, just as it was this past Sunday, as we have a new website and looking forward to great things through that website. Many new things that will be coming through the website and looking forward to that. But I know it's a bit of a transition and I pray that you have found us tonight. I hope that that is the case. There's a couple different ways you can do that. Now, we're trying to post on Instagram and on Facebook links to where you can get to the live stream. PHBC.online is the website. And even there on the home page, if you scroll down, you'll find the live stream. If you click on that, and then also if you click on the little button that says uh, go to our live stream or it says watch live stream, you can click that and it'll take you to a page for that as well. And there's going to be more coming in days ahead on our website. I uh, would have mentioned also for those of you that go to the website, there's also a contact page that you can fill out and that will basically what that does is that we can then send you devotional th thoughts, uh, Bible verses, uh, announcements, and that kind of thing through the website as well, and directly through text or through email to you. And then there's other ways that you can share things from the page as well. But we'll be talking much more about that in days to come here at Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. But for now, I welcome you. I thank you for taking the time to watch. It's going to be a little different for me as well as... When it was on Facebook, I was able to watch how many people were watching at, the, at that exact moment. And also, now I wasn't watching the screen, but go back, I can see your comments. We're working on this, and I think I've got it set where you still can comment on the, the live stream itself. I think there's a place where you can comment on there. If not, we're trying to put that where you can make comments. But the main thing is just for you to view and listen. And I pray that it would be a blessing to you and that God would speak to you through our, uh, every time we open the Word of God and all the things that we share from the Word of God for you. But thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being online. And I pray that God would speak to your heart. I want you, if you would, to turn to the book of Psalm tonight. The book of Psalm, I came across this in my own personal devotions. I wanted to share, I'm expanding on my devotion, but the verse that I came to, Psalm 90 Psalm 90. So go ahead and turn there, and we're just going to read just one verse here in just a moment uh, to you and uh, share the thoughts from that verse that God has given me and I want to share with you tonight. So Psalm 90 in verse 12. While you're turning there or if you've already found your place there, I do want to share a few prayer requests with you. Number one, I do pray for those in California as those storms have come through there, the flooding and the damage. I was watching some videos uh, just this evening and pray for all those in California that are undergoing the, the floods and the, and the rain and, and the uh, weather element that is there. Certainly pray for them. Certainly want to pray for all the sick in our community, across our nation, in our world. There's still been so much sickness uh, going around and certainly for... Uh, those that are sick and battling sickness this time of year. Uh, would mention to you also, of course, pray for Marianne and Jimmy. Marianne's still 
uh, over at uh, in the nursing home and working on getting her stronger. So pray for Jimmy and for Marianne, if you would. Remember Lane, uh, still, she'd been doing well, but keep her blood sugar uh, numbers in your mind and, and say a prayer for her. Pray for our shut-ins like Ruthie and Frank and Gloria Boggs and uh, also Francis uh, uh, Merck and also Eileen. Uh, Bud and Wilhelmina Alexander, Norm Apsey, Ruthie. Remember all of these in your prayers, if you would, as we pray for one another. And certainly pray for our church and pray for me. Thank you for the prayers for me. I am praying for you. Uh, we're going to put also on our website a place where you can submit a prayer request. If you want to, if there's something that we can pray for, you can submit it right there through the website. That'll be coming soon as well. But I want to pray for you. Uh, I think it's important that we pray. Uh, we are, just so you know, beginning back tonight, our, our Wednesday night youth hangouts. In fact, I'm going to be talking to our kids tonight uh, about that very topic is prayer and uh, about how they can pray. And prayer is certainly an important thing. Always invite you to all of our services, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday school, 945 in person. Uh, 1045, our morning worship and message, that's in person, or you can view that online. And then, of course, 6 o'clock, our midweek Lifeline Bible study. And then 7 o'clock Wednesday is our youth hangouts. We also do have a small group that meets, Bible fellowship group, meets for breakfast over at Margaret's right now, Mondays and Thursdays, approximately 9 to 10. They usually get there a little bit earlier than that, but I'm usually there by 9 o'clock. And we usually stay to about 10, sometimes after. It depends on how long that Bible conversation goes, but it's just a little fellowship group. We invite you to attend that as well if you would like to join with this over there. And there's always so much going on here at Pleasant Hill, and we invite you to all of it. And so we pray that God would speak to you. Uh, do uh, would mention to you again Psalm 90, Psalm 90 in verse... 12. And I just want to read this one verse. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom, or so that we may gain wisdom. Teach us to number our days. And numbering our days, when we number our days, we will gain wisdom in how to live. That's what that's talking about there. Let's pray. Let's remember our prayer requests. And then we'll jump into the thoughts I have for you tonight. Father, I pray that you would be with us, that you would speak to our hearts today. Father, help us as we fine-tune things with the new website, as we fine-tune things with the new live stream. Father, I pray that you would help us, help that to be a blessing to people. Father, people all around that may be watching, that may be listening, more things to come. God, that you would help us in our heart to reach people for you, to love people for you, to win souls and point people to the cross so that you can save them, so they can have a knowledge of what you've done and they can make a decision to be saved and have their sins forgiven and for those that are saved to be discipled, to learn and to, us to, 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 to be a place of growth and learning and helping us touch people for you. Father, I pray that you would help us 
Help us be what we ought to be. Father, help us to be the kind of Christians we ought to be, the examples we ought to be, the church we ought to be. Father, Father, I pray that you would be with Marianne and Jimmy tonight. Father, I pray that you would watch over them and Marianne and that family and, and just give them strength. Father, I think of Elaine tonight. Father, I pray that you would continue to be with her and her health. Father, I pray that you would be with our shut-ins. Father, watch over them, strengthen them, be with them, meet with them right there where they're at. Father, I pray that you'd also be at those in California, those that are suffering, those who have lost, those who are in harm's way. Father, I pray that you would just touch those lives and those that so desperately need a touch from you. Father, I pray that you would also be with our community, those that are sick, so many in our church, so many in our neighborhoods that are sick, our schools, our students. Father, I pray that you'd be with them as well. Father, I pray that you would watch over them in a special way. Father, I pray that you'd be with Landon as he's gone. All, all of our students that have gone back to school, but Father, I think tonight about Landon as he just has gone back last night uh, to Sumter. And Father, the challenges that await him for this year, Father, I pray that you'd give him strength and wisdom and guidance and the ability to let his light, your light, shine in his life. Help us, I pray. Father, help us, I pray, tonight as we look into your word to learn to number our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you would, again, I'm going to read one more time this verse, and then we're going to dive into this. But teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Learning to number our days, what is that? You know, few people, if any in this world, enjoy being reminded of our own mortality. The fact that we are finite, limited creatures, meaning we have a limited lifespan on this earth. Yes, it's an important fact to remember, my friends. We have a limited number of years. We have a limited number of months, of days, of minutes, of seconds, of moments in this life, and they are precious because in the grand scheme of eternity, they are few. They are moments, seconds, minutes, hours, days, months, years that you give, that God gives us, but we need to remember they are limited. The Bible demonstrates this over and over and over again in the various accounts of the Bible and the characters' lives in the Bible, the people that we read about. You know, people are born, people live, people die. There's only been two people in all the Bible that did not face death, and that was Enoch and Elijah. Jesus faced death. And he rose again, and he has never died again. There are others that died, were raised to life, but they died again. Think of Lazarus. And so we all have a limited time. Life is finite. Life is limited. The book of James teaches us that in the grand scheme of the existence of God's creation, our lives are but a vapor, just a puff of smoke, if you will. You know, when we talk about how long we might live in this life, the average lifespan certainly depends on a number of factors. It depends on where a person is born. Like if we look at averages, these things vary over the course of where you're born, where you live, you know, what you do for your living, when you were born, uh, 
how you live, as far as the habits, healthy or unhealthy, uh, hobbies and things like that, all these things factor in. But in general, for people who are born and living in America, the most recent data we have are from 2021, if you will. This report came out in 2022, but up through 2021, the overall average lifespan is 76 years. A little bit more than 76 years. A tick more than 76. Depends on what study you look at, but 76 years. It's actually on the decline uh, just a little bit over the last couple years after 20 or so years or more than that of increase, but still 76 years on average. You know, most of that decline is because of COVID-related things and drug overdoses, according to the CDC, being the biggest contributors to that decline. But still, 76 years is the average expected lifespan. 73 years for men, 79 years for women. But the years of our physical lives are finite. They're limited. They're temporal. But your spirit, your soul, lives forever, somewhere, heaven or hell. Most of us, again, don't like to think about how many days we have left on the earth. But it's important that we do so. It's a key to gaining wisdom in how we live. You've often heard many people might be asked, you know, would you want to know how long you have left? Would you like, would you like to know when you're going to die? And there's some people that do want to know and don't want to know. And the, those that do want to know, it's because, well, then I can, you know, I would live my life differently. Well, guess what? We're not promised tomorrow. And so live your life differently now. But we are instructed to learn the number of our days. Now, here's the thing. There's a few points that we're instructed. There's a few points I want you to remember as we're instructed to number our days. Number one is nobody knows how many days you have left. Nobody. God is the one that knows. Nobody knows how many days you have left. He knows everything about you. He knows where you've been. He knows where you're going. He knows where you came from. He knows where you're going to be. He knows the numbers. The Bible says he knows the numbers, even the numbers of hairs on your head. He is the one that knows how many days you have left because he is the creator of life and of your life. And he's also the author, if you will, or the decider of Death. He is the giver of life. He is the taker of life. According to his sovereign will, according to his wisdom, according to his power, that's the one that knows. So understand that. You, you, when I say num, learn to number your days, I'm not saying that you can learn how many days you have left. We'll come back to that in a moment. But, but understand this too. In learning the number of your days, number one, you don't know, you can't know how many days you have left. But number two, even though we've looked at some averages, nobody is promised another moment. There's nobody that's promised any specific amount of time. You may be older and listening to me and saying, oh my goodness. Or you may be younger and saying, oh, I've just got you know, my whole lifetime in front of me. 
Again, we talked about the average of 73 for men and 79 for women and 76 overall average here in America. But there is no set number. You don't know when your day will come. All that you can know is whether you're ready for your day to come. And that comes through faith in Jesus Christ and repentance from sin and turning to him for the free gift of salvation. That's how that works. But, so that begs the question, well then how do I number my days or what does that mean probably is the better question. Well, it's really talking about an awareness of your time. An awareness of the time that you have left. In other words, understanding that your time is limited. We've talked about averages, but they're not guarantees. Certainly, we've all know people that died before the average. We know some people that have lived beyond the average. We know people that died at a very young age. I've been to funerals for, for children. Again, again, some of you have had have or know people who have had miscarriages or people who have had children that have died, uh, infant death syndrome, this kind of thing, or through another tragedy or accident or, or sickness, whatever it might be, all the way from a very early age, all the way, every age included, all the way to very old age. There's no set number. So how do you number your days? It's understanding that the time that you do have, whatever time that is, is limited and it is precious. Understanding that you can make and that we are to make the most of whatever time it is that we have. You know, we just recently saw this. Now, we saw a couple of things, but we saw God put this on display and the fact of the young man who's playing football for the Buffalo Bills and went into cardiac arrest. I'm sure you've said it's been all over the news and if you've paid any attention the last week or so to the news, you've seen this Buffalo Bills player who collapsed on the football field and went into cardiac arrest twice and they were able uh, to resuscitate him and we saw a great thing. Now listen, as a Christian I say, well, if we, if we don't know God, then God doesn't hear our prayers, but, but people, it was fascinating to watch how a world that is so opposed to people talking about prayer, all of a sudden, in fact, to a sport that was saying, oh, we can't have all this talk about prayer. Now you had people publicly crying out and praying prayers and talking about praying for this young man who has, by the way, been released now from the hospital, and God has done a miracle in preserving his life. And my prayer now for him is that he would make most of the time that he has left. But my point is this. Any point in time, your life could end. And we don't like thinking about that, but we've got to learn to number our days. Take account. Be aware of our time. And make the most of our time. Make the most of each moment you have. And also, I think, in numbering your days is having an awareness of where you are on the scale of averages. Right? I th in other words, if you're where you are, if you look at your age and you look at the average, and again, we don't like to think about this, especially as we get farther on down that scale or up the scale. Some of us are about time. Some of us are 
looking at saying, well, I got some time to go, according to the averages. Some of us are over time. We ought to thank God for all the time that we have. No matter whether we've got, no, no matter whether we think we've got much time or whether, or, or by according to the averages, or whether we're simply going, man, I'm, I'm right about the average, or whether we're over time, thank God for whatever time you've been given. But it's an awareness of where we are. I think that's important because that then makes us take account. Where am I at in my walk with God? Where am I at in what I've done for God? It helps us. And by the way, that doesn't mean that you should say, well, I'm young. I've got all my life to live for God. No, you don't know that you have another 50 years. You don't know that you have another 20 years. You don't know that you have another day. Do what you will and do it now for God. But... An awareness of where you are on that scale. I think that's what it means by numbering your days. Thinking about it. Making the most of what you have. What are you doing with your time? So I think part of this is an awareness of the utilization of our time. This is developing wisdom or having a heart that's wise is knowing, listen, here's the facts. I don't, I'm not promised tomorrow, but in the time that I've got, I've got to make the most of it for God, and therefore, I've got to utilize it for Him. And so my question is, what are you doing with the time that you have? You know, again, our decision-making is affected by how much time we think we have. And it's, it is affected by when we, for example, we go to visit family. We, at Christmas time, we want to make the most of the time because we only have a few days or maybe one day, maybe one dinner, whatever it is, to spend with some of that family before we travel back home, however long you're there. We recently went to New York and we had four days. We wanted to make the most, or I wanted to make the most, of our time, those four days that we had. And so therefore, when you understand the time scale, you realize I need to make the most of the time I have because I really have, no matter how long I live in this world, very little time. And so therefore, it's an awareness, if I'm, am I going to be wise or am I being foolish with my time. And so I have a decision to make. What will I do with my time? That's part of the counting your days or numbering your days is the idea that I've got a decision to make. I have a limited amount of time. I don't know exactly how much time I've got, but I've got to make a decision. And it's a decision that we really make every day, every moment of every day, what I'm going to do with my time. Wisdom and how I'm going to, the decisions I make and how I spend my time. Now, I'm not talking about how do I extend my time. You know, there are some people that say, well, um, a, a decision to make as far as what am I going to do with my time, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I've got more time. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to exercise. I'm not going to do this smoke or drink or drugs or dry fast or bake in the sun or, or di different things that might cause harm to me or put me in harm's way. I'm not going to do those things. I'm going to do everything I can so I can live as long as I can. I think all those things are good. I think we ought to live healthy. I think we ought to eat healthy. I think we ought to be safe in our habits as far as wise in our habits that we do. 
Uh, the, you know, how do I expend my time? I, I live longer if I live in this place as opposed to this place. I'll live longer if I do this job as opposed to this job. I'll, I'll live longer if my habits are this as opposed to this. Perhaps. But really, in the grand scheme of things, God has set your time, and there's nothing that you can do to change what God has already set. Now, you say, well, has God really set that? Well, God knows when your day is going to be. You say, well, isn't there, you know, per, perhaps we can shorten or lengthen our days according to the Bible. You know, an argument can be made that that is entirely possible. I mean, it talks about, in the Old Testament, it talks about Israel lengthening their days through obedience, lengthening the number of their days on the earth or in the promised land. And then in the New Testament, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long upon the earth. And so you say, well, then I can lengthen my days. Here's the thing. I, 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 this is my personal interpretation of that. God knows when your time is going to be, but certainly if you're living for the Lord, you're making the most of your time, and so I'm going to live longer perhaps than I would if I didn't do those things. In other words, if I'm a Christian and I don't live for the Lord, in fact, if I'm living in rebellion to God, the Bible talks about those that are sick in sin and therefore the prayers of faith can restore them. And so therefore I could shorten my life. And there are certainly people that have done that. I mean, you can, people say gone before their time. Well, it's not really. God knew when their time was going to be, but if they hadn't taken their own life, if they hadn't have had some bad habits, if they hadn't have been driving uh, erratically or drinking and driving or whatever it might be, all kinds of things we can look and say, you know, being disobedient to God, perhaps they would have lived longer. But God still knows when your time is going to be. He's the only one. You know, some people say, well, I'll just live a godly life and I do godly things and I honor God that I'm going to live a long time. Enoch lived a long time, 365 years off the top of my head. I could be wrong on that. But in comparison to his equals as far as in time, he lived very short time. Methuselah lived 969 years. Adam lived over 950 years. Enoch lived 300-some years. Very short compared to his contemporaries. And so therefore, we can look at that and say, well, just because you're walking with God, just because you're walking close to him doesn't mean, because it says God took him. He didn't die. God just took him without dying. But still, his life on this earth was not long, comparatively speaking. Ultimately, again, God knows our days. There's nothing that we can do that will change that. But really, what I'm talking about when I say the decision to make is what am I going to do with my time? What decision? Which direction am I going to go? God's way or my way? You know, my parents, grandparents, you've heard this saying before. It's my way or the highway. 
Sometimes it's not even a parent doing that. Sometimes it could be a spouse or a person just saying, hey, listen, it's my way or the highway. If you don't do it my way, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Well, there's God's way, obedience to his will, that is a great plan for you, that has God has great things in store for you, that God has blessing upon blessing in mind for you, that he will pour out upon you, or you can choose to use your time unwisely, foolishly, and use it for yourself. And you decide what you'll do with your time. Far less than what God has for you. Whatever you decide for yourself is not even going to scratch the surface of what God has in store for you, my friend. But the key to this thing is numbering your days so that you can live with wisdom in what days you have. Living with a heart of wisdom. Because that's what I was talking about in verse 12. Applying our hearts unto wisdom. So how can I live wisely in whatever time that I have? Well, understand this. In living wisely, understand this. The first part of this is, is understanding there is nothing that I can do in my living to earn away to get to heaven or to earn God's favor or God's love. God loves me regardless. I can't get to heaven regardless except for by faith believing in what Jesus Christ did on the cross and dying in my place and dying in your place and paying the price for our sin. And by faith believing in him alone repenting of our sins, turning to Him, away from the way of the world, away from the way of ourself, into Him, and, and by faith, believing and accepting the gift of salvation, grace through faith, being saved. That's the only decision, the most important decision that you will make. And then once you do, you make a decision to live for the one who died for you. So therefore, nothing we can do to earn eternity in heaven. Just put your faith, repent of sin, accept the free gift of salvation. But understand, number two part of understanding how to live wisely in the days that we have on this earth is understand that your time should be spent for others. There's so much in this world that will say, oh, you've got to focus on you. Oh, you've got to love yourself. Oh, make time for you. Listen. God will always have time for you. But you don't get that by focusing on you. Jesus, others, and you is how you have joy. That's the old acronym. It's still maybe old, maybe cliche. It's still the fact. But here's the thing. What we do in life matters very little for us. In other words, what I do in life matters very little for me. I may have memories, I may have moments, I may have joys, I may have hurts, I may, I may have all kinds of things in life. Let's say all kinds of good things, but guess what? They die with me. When I die, they're gone. What I'm saying is, 
is the things I do in life for myself stops myself, but what I do for others carries on. And really, what I do for the Lord it comes first. I'm serving Him and what He would want me to do. And what He does through me, through us. But what He's going to do for through us is really lead us to do for others. Loving others, being kind to others. Pointing others to the things that really matter, which is the cross of Christ and salvation. Pointing them, guiding them, leading them. We can't make the decision for them, but doing everything we can to show them the way to the cross. Help, and then, well, then once they're saved, by the way, not giving up on them, but then once they're saved, showing them, helping them, teaching them, demonstrating for them how to live for Jesus. For your neighbor, Listen, living for others, living for your neighbor, living for your spouse, living for your parents, living for your siblings, living for your children, living for your grandchildren, living for your great-grandchildren, living for your co-worker, living for the stranger that comes within our gates or across our path, if you will. The co-worker. Showing them Jesus. Showing them how to follow Jesus. Those are the things that, that's how you, doing those things is how you have the wisdom in your living. That's living wisely in the time that you have. The few precious moments that you have. I mentioned to you before, what matters most about our lives is not the date of our birth, it's not the date of our death. It is the dash in between. What did we do with the dash? Now, here's the last thing, and I'm going to be done. Some encouraging news, because some of you may look at this and say, Hey, I'm at the average. I'm over the average. Or, oh, I've only got a little bit of time left if I live the average. Keep in mind, you're not promised the average. But if we're going by the average, you may look and say, well, that's kind of depressing because I'm this old and what have I done? If I live for others, be honest. But here's the encouraging news. Doesn't matter right now, moving forward, does not matter what's in the past. It's in the past. Decide now. The encouraging news is no matter where you are on this scale of the average, that you can make the most of the precious time you have left. Whatever time that is, you can make the most of it by living for Jesus and living for others. And you'll have the wisdom to do that if you learn to number your days. And I look at my life, and I'm 49 years old, which means by the average I've got right now, 20-some years. If I go by the average, I may not make it to the average. I may make it over. Jesus may come back before I ever get close. He may delay until I'm long gone. The same applies for you, my friend.
So the encouraging news is, is it's not too late to start numbering your days and living in wisdom with the moments that you have left. Oh, my friends, won't you decide today? Won't you decide today to live for Jesus and be used to touch others the rest of your time? Learn to number your days and live wisely with the moments that you have left. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Father, I pray that you would speak to us tonight, that you would encourage us, motivate us, help us along the way to live for you, which is living for others. Pick us up and help us go again. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, my friends, remember I love you. More importantly, God loves you. Keep your eyes upon him.